Hello and welcome to Mam on Podcast, Mike and Mike on Mike. Today we're recording our very first episode of Fireside Chats. Take a seat. A podcast show where we talk about anything and everything. The way that we try to break it down is three topics per Fireside Chats. One that one of us picks it's more serious, another that the other one, other Mike picks it's a little bit sillier, uh, and then one from you, the listeners. Um, we're going to flip hosting each time so each time one of the mics won't know the guest's topic um, and hopefully this will be fun and if not we'll just get rid of it no pressure <laughs> it'll certainly be relaxed just listen to the fire crackling in the background how you um how are you feeling for this new series i'm excited about it i think if we get the questions and discussions right it'd be quite interesting and quite fun yeah and i think it will be I think this will be a good whilst you're doing jobs podcast or whilst you're at work getting stuff done. Yeah, yeah. You like good background listening. Yeah. Oh, we're always <laughs> we're always good background listening. <laughs> That's all we're good for. We should put that. We're not quite good enough for full attention, but we're good background yeah. listening. <laughs> Drifting and out of our talk. Um. So let's go for the guest topic last. I think. Yes, of course. Um, do you want to start serious or silly? Let's start silly. Okay, so I've not actually prepared oh, anything. Guess, guess topic. Guess topic. Is it serious or silly? Uh, it can be both. I think this one. This will be a mix. Well, I think. Let's go silly first thing. Um, this is my topic that I picked, and I've not actually got anything prepared for it. Genuinely. Okay. So I thought of the topic and then thought nothing of it. I just thought, oh, that's an interesting topic. And that is, what is the worst sport? And the answer is easy. What's the answer? Tiddlywinks. Is it a sport? I'm joking. The worst sport, and I have actually, this is what I planned as the worst sport, is Mm -hmm. I was was like you, I couldn't think of anything. And then I flipped on the TV. I think it was yesterday. Um, For those listening, it would have been a while ago now. Um, flipped on the TV and dressage was on. And is that where they? Is the, it's horse that's ballet. Awesome sport. That's the one, isn't it? Where um, they put like something around them. And they have to get dressed really quickly. <laughs> what the horses? No, the people, like magicians. I thought you'd love it with me <laughs> magic. That's definitely what that is. No, um, dressage for those who don't know is horse riding. Um, and it's sort of like ballet, and it's one like they. They talk about all the time with dressage, like the um, rider and the horse have to be at one. It's about obedience, flexibility and balance and fuck off. I <laughs> really, it's so boring to watch. I was watching it, it was like, it was so boring. And Lauren also made a good point, like, it can't be very nice for the um, horses. Because for Olympic standards and everything, they've obviously got to cart the horses off out to a different country. So, like, they're going all over the place, these poor horses. Like, yeah, not a big fan of it. And... That, I guess that leads up to my point with, with my... Well, I, like I said, I don't have one in mind. But, like, is a sport a sport if you're not physically doing something? Yeah. So, like... I get what you mean. Like, darts. Darts is not a like something where you have to be in physical shape. Now, I know there's that Welsh ex-rugby player who's, like, hench as fuck, but most of them are overweight. Yeah, it's drunken maths. That's all darts is. And I, don't worry, I know there's skill involved. Like I know I couldn't just pick up darts in a week and be good. Like I know no, there's I'd an impressive least, amount. I'd of expect skill. at least two weeks. <laughs> but like even cricket, cricket, like 
I've played cricket a few times, and it you know what? It absolutely fucks your body up doing it. In what way? Like if you don't play, well, like I don't play. I play cricket twice in my life as an adult, um, like competitively, and like because I don't bowl other than those two times. The next day, my whole right side was in agony for about four days afterwards um, uh, because of like the motion of, of of bowling. You just don't do anything else really other than that. Yeah. So like. There's definitely, but skill involved. Like, I can't believe how good some people are at, like, catching, throwing, never mind batting and bowling. You know, just the fielding side's impressive yeah. from a technical standpoint, I guess, from a skill level. So, like, what is sport? How much, like, is is sport skill? But then there are skill-based games, isn't there? Like, in all seriousness, tiddlywinks. Yeah. You know, some people be better at tiddlywinks than others. Oh, there's, like, esports now and stuff like that, which is literally just playing a video console. Exactly. So I've like, just googled the de- dictionary definition. Yeah. Um, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or indi- or others for entertainment. See, so like golf, is that entertaining? <laughs> so then, is that a sport? <laughs> to, to some people, to us, no. But, but like yeah. you know, physical exertion, skill. I think I've probably had one of the top ten shits in the world in terms of length. <laughs> I'm just looking. Yeah, that that, and you know what? If you you're if you sat next to someone else taking a shit, and it was really like a contest about who's going to be longer, then yeah, I think some people <laughs> would find that entertaining. I feel like I've been training my whole life for it. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that dressage could be considered a sport, but I've not done it because when we were watching it yesterday, the woman that we did watch was sweating. But also, it's probably all the garb that they're wearing and the fact that they're doing it in ridiculous heat over in Japan. Yeah, like, no doubt the horse is involved in a sport, but the woman sat on top is just fucking there for the ride, isn't yeah. she? Like, obviously, they've got to train it, but I bet all the trainers do it. I was actually thinking, like, I bet she doesn't do a lot of the training. Yeah, I bet she's just a rich royal. Exactly. Well, didn't don't royals do this? I thought or they did. I thought, like, one of the princesses yeah, did. Yeah, I think one of them's won it. I might and? Yeah. What was that? Um, I don't know, but yeah, just not not for me. I just, and that's I think that's the controversy. I think the word sport gets used too often. Like like you say, esports again, absolutely phenomenal talent and skill, and it's competitive. But would I call it a sport? No, just because and you that can does... press X and Y quicker than someone else. Yeah, and don't be wrong. That doesn't mean I don't think it has a place. Of course, it does. Like it's more popular than some physical sports. There should just be mean... a new name for it. That's not sport. Yeah, and I get why they tried to get it because they tried to make it cool. But like, I think it's good enough on its own. You know, like the the prize pool for something like Dota Two is more than darts. Yeah. So there's obviously more people, or it's you know more financially viable than darts is. But is it sports? Yeah. But at least they put E in front of it. Yeah, to make it a bit different. See, this should be yeah. called horse sports. And then I might take it a bit serious. What about race car driving? Is that a sport? In my opinion, yes. Because I enjoy um, the Formula 1. Wait, what did I just call it, by the way? Did I just call it race ra- car Race car sport? driving. Because you're a <laughs> child, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, Brum Brum. Um, the Brum Brum game. Yeah, 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 that one. Um, yeah, I think it is a sport because it... It's tiring. They've got to be at their form, like the concentration levels. You're going around all these corners and everything, and fit be physically fit as well, like because they've got to be able to con- uh, maintain so much heat and sort of tiredness levels. They and need, G, the amount of G force yeah, they have got to be physically fit. You don't see a fat race car driver. 
No, not yet. Yeah, that's our new sport. That that that's the next Malm does. But my thing with with Formula One, and I'm under the impression it's slowly changing, but I know very very little about Formula One. But I just want to see them all in identical cars with identical wheels. I I don't mind them having then it'd like be more again about the actual race drivers. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Like, I know there's an element of like you know the money in footballs ruined football. Like you know cause Manchester City have so much more money than uh, you know a even a Leicester who were yeah. very decent. So they're never going to compete on the same level per se. But at the very least, the players in the Premier League are all on an even scale in terms of. It doesn't matter if you if you're on a hundred thousand pounds a week or three hundred thousand pounds a week, you are as good as you can be. Yeah. So the players are at that level. Do you know what I mean? That's a physical body, isn't it? Whereas you can have like Lewis Hamilton in this amazing car, but is he actually the best racer on the grid? Well, at least you can say he's moved to different teams and he's still consistently good. I guess, like I said, I have not enough knowledge to really even get in discussion. In fact, I'm probably losing those listeners who are <laughs> fans. Like, what's but I get what you mean. But at the, same, at the same time, you could say the thing, the same thing about different like athletes having and swimmers. Um, not necessarily their kit. Because, well, watching the swimming recently, um, they were talking about how the sports science has got all of their like down to a team which what muscles are actually physically needed and what they need to work on. But some um, countries might not have the money for that sports science information to sort of work their team to get better. So you could use that as an example. Actually, like the car, in essence, in swimming or athletics is the trainers sort of working out what's needed to be done to get those extra couple of seconds or milliseconds off each sort of race. Yeah, and... Uh... And there is that, isn't there? There's there's that element of the the science behind it's cool. I do love the idea of how fast a team can change the wheels and things like that. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and that's big a big part of it. It's a big team sport. Considering there's one person driving, and that's the person who does get all the credit mainly. Um, it is a massive team sport, and it's not always down to the race car driver when they're going to come in and have a pit stop what tyres they go out on, what tyres they start on, um, and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of sort of thought process. They've got to keep an eye on the weather. Um, it's Yeah, there's a lot more to it than just a race car driver itself. Well, I feel like by the end of this, we need to we need to agree on, on the, the worst one. Mm-hmm. But I want to throw out one of the strangest sports. Okay. Originating from Leicester, mm-hmm. created by Phil Shaw. Mm-hmm. Extreme ironing. That's a sport? Yep. People find crazy places to iron. And how is that a sport? To find the sports element of that? <laughs> Hold the fuck on. Dressage is technically a sport. Yeah, you're right, actually. But I just think... I see at least there's more skill. Right. There's okay. skill involved, at least, in dressage. Skill and physical exertion. Some of them have climbed tops of mountains. Some of them have gone to the bottom of the ocean to iron. Mm-hmm. There is skill involved in that, and for me, a sport is about com- competition, competitiveness, winners and losers, and they have winners and losers. Who is the best? Yeah. So defining the definition of extreme sport, yeah, it kind of does get in there. Um, extreme sports are activities perceived as involving a high degree of risk. So yeah, ironing's an activity, and there's a risk involved. So, but where's the sporting element to it? 
a competition. The physical exertion of getting so to how, these extreme how places. You, how do you win? I, I'm assuming there's a, a voting system involved. I feel like you don't, haven't read up enough about this. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm I, have just... Just, I have just read a fact about it. The activity rose high enough in the zeitgeist to land an appearance on a long-running soap opera, EastEnders. The 2nd of August 2004 episode featured a reference to the then-current altitude record, hold, record holders, the Hot Plate Brothers. As the party-loving Kat and Zoe Slater are preparing to go out, they inv- are invited to the launch party at Angie's Den, where celebrities, including the Hot Plate Brothers, are supposed to appear. <laughs> there you go. So not only is it uh, extreme, it's also popular. And I love that they're considered <laughs> celebrities, the Hot Plate Brothers. I want people to email in. If you've legitimately heard of the Hot Plate Brothers, let us know. Right. I would be more interested in Starstruck meeting the Hot Plate Brothers, who I've just learned about now, than I would be a golfer. Yeah, I think I would be. But that's like, because I don't really know any many golfers. I, with my limited I've got experience more, I've got of more playing... questions to ask them. That, yeah, with, with my limited experience of playing golf, I can appreciate there is a, you know a high degree of skill involved, but I have no interest in it. Yeah, like who was it who famously said golf a good way to ruin a nice walk or something like that, something along those <laughs> lines. And, I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with as my worst, and again, I think we're going to lose listeners over this. This is a terrible topic for me to pick. I'm going to go for golf just because. I totally appreciate that some people like playing it. You know, you go with a couple friends, you know, you have a nice walk whilst playing a bit of golf and having a chat. I can see that being enjoyable if you like it. But to sit on your sofa and watch golf go on for like six, seven, eight, nine hours. Like, I know you could say something about me watching football, but football's like a two and a half hour game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's over. I, can, I can, you know, can turn the TV off. I'm done for the day. But to give up your whole day to watch it. And when you watch it as well, you know, when they hit it into the sky, you can't fucking see the ball. No, I always, I always wonder how they actually keep track of the balls all the time. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. Don't go that crass that early, Michael. <laughs> no, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. <laughs> you got to. Yeah, the, mo- the moment's gone. I'll see if it comes <laughs> back later. <Okay. laughs> um, no, I, I don't like golf. And I remember being in a Weatherspoons once um, back in, uh, well, where I'm from. I'm not going to give out those details. Um, mm-hmm. And so this, this was some time ago, like sort of when I was 18, 19 years old. And I remember the golf was on the um, screen there because this was one of the rare Weatherspoons that actually had a TV in it and was sh- and showed sports. Um, yeah, they never do golf- do that. It's weird. No, it's because it's all. It's I want to say Oscar Wilde, but it could be Ernest Hemingway. I always get the two confused. But it was ba- like um, the creator of Weatherspoons, um, who's an absolute dickhead. Do not like him, Tim Martin. Um, he the whole idea of Weatherspoons was based on a quote by this guy in which he um, they said. They're like the perfect pub, pub should have no sports and no music. And that's what he built Weatherspoons on. And he told his business um, sort of lecturer this. And his business lecturer said, no, this is not a viable business. And he just went out and proved him wrong. So that's how Weatherspoons came to be. But... Well, it, it, do you know what? Someone who likes um, football, mm. it is quite nice that Weatherspoons doesn't have it. <laughs> it was. It's quite until, nice to go to a pub where it's just atmosphere. It is until you work in Weatherspoons. And I remember working there once during a World Cup, and everyone leaves, but because we um, sort of they know it's going to be busy, you have to 
have loads of staff on because the moment that the football ends, everyone comes back into Weatherspoons. But the moment the game's on, it's literally an hour and a half of boredom. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so while I was there, they had golf on the TV. And there was this table there that every single like shot, they were cheering and whooping. I was like, how can you get this excited about golf? How old were they? They were sort of like, well, I'd say about our age now. Jesus. Yeah. I did, did not understand why they were getting so excited about it. So can we officially agree that we solved the infamous question, what's the worst sport, and yeah. we're going with golf? I do agree, yes. I'm sorry to my just... father-in-law who is obsessed with golf and he might be stuck listening to this podcast episode. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like we piss him off a lot. Yeah. Although I've not come after him as much as I've come after your family. Has any of them mentioned how much I've come after them on the podcast before? Mm. I think my sister has. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Alan Goom. I'll be nicer. <laughs> this is season two. We're on for a nicer car. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I feel like we solved one of the last great questions. Yes, yeah, so we put a poll out. Do people agree that it's the worst sport? Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Yeah. So have a look on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mammal Podcast and join in the poll and see what and say whether you agree or disagree with us. And those golf fans, come up with your worst insult for me. Yeah, come up, Mike. I, I didn't insult you that bad. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> uh, dressage fans, though, come after the other Mike. Yeah, I would say that's very closely second, but I don't think I consider it a sport. Like, I understand that. Uh, oh my God, that's actually, of all the shit we've just given golf, that insult for dressage was worth because just the absolute, I don't even consider you a support, uh, a sport. And there's no joke, you were just being brutally honest. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, on to our next topic. This one is meant to be our more serious of the two, but I actually feel like this will become sillier. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that serious because of the kind of people we are. Yeah. Uh, So the next question is, are there any conspiracy theories you think may be real? So my immediate answer to this was no, Mm -hmm. and which makes it very boring. Okay, and that's this topic over. (laughs) And then I started doing some research. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like one of these, like in the age of sort of um, COVID and obviously everyone thinking that they're going to get magnetised from the vaccine or Bill Gates is putting chips in us or the government is watching us. Like, number one, that was a conspiracy theory from 2007 that the government's listening to our phone conversations. And then that did actually turn out to be true. They are listening to phone conversations and Alexa's yeah. listening to you full stop. But how on earth you can go into the world thinking Alexa's not listening to you is bizarre because... Well, I've said Alexa a lot, and if people are listening to this out loud, it could be quite funny. But um, if <laughs> they don't listen to you, then how are they going to pick up on you saying Alexa? Wake up. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I was doing a bit of a Google, and uh, I'm going to send you an image, Mike. I probably should have prepared it a bit beforehand, because I haven't mm-hmm. actually got it up on my phone, which I was planning to. Um, it was back in, I can't remember when he got elected, in 2016. Um, when Trump got elected into um, presidency in America and Disney revealed their sort of Trump uh, animatronic to the world as well for the Hall of Presidents. because They've got the Hall of Presidents where they've got all the current or all the presidents there sort of in animatronic forms. Mm -hmm. The conspiracy theory goes that as a lot of people out there also believe, Trump was never going to win the election. So they only made up a Hillary so they're prepared for this by sort of making up a Hillary doll. And then Trump got in. So they sort of quickly were like, shit, we've got to make the, a 
sort of animatronic. And this is what they came up with. I'm going to post it on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I've just sent it to you, Mike. This is 100% Hillary Clinton that they've tried to turn into Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. No, it so is. Like, yeah. It's so clear as well. <laughs> and Disney have never commented on this. So it is a conspiracy theory. But it's 100% the case. Yeah, that's... that's is, yeah, there's no doubts about that, is there? No. So, very quickly on, I found a conspiracy theory that I completely believe in. I like that. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh, no. Moving <laughs> on to the guest... To- no, um... There are a lot of conspiracy theories that I would like to believe. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I remember being obsessed for a while. I think a lot of people go through this stage where they become obsessed with it when they find out about it. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, that's a great conspiracy theory. And, like, the Mary Celeste and that idea. If anyone doesn't know, uh, the Mary Celeste is the conspiracy... Well, the Bermuda Triangle is this area in the ocean that things that go in are meant to disappear. And what it actually does in real life is if a plane goes in, it mess more an older plane, not modern ones, um, it would mess with the sort of electronics and like, for instance, the, um, not radar, compass. Um, and one of the, the stories is the Mary Celeste, which was this this boat that was travelling from one area in America to another. and went through the Blue Triangle and it just never arrived to its destination. And okay. the story goes, when they found it, when it had sort of come out of the Blue Triangle, they went on and there was not a single human on board, but the dinner table was set for dinner. And the drinks were there, the food was there, the knives and forks were there, completely undisturbed. So it's I've not even goosebumps. like so it's not even like pirates went on and kidnapped. You know, because like the the food would have been disturbed. It's literally like they just disappeared. Yeah. Um, and they have absolutely no idea what happened to the crew or anything like that. Yeah, that's really creepy. And then there's other stories of planes that go in and go missing. There's quite a few. Um, like I say, there there's quite a lot about the Bermuda Triangle, and I've watched quite a lot of documentaries and things on it. Not because I believe it, just because like I say I find it fascinating. Like you know, whether or not it's true, the stories that it brings up, whether it be fiction or non-fiction, I just think are really intriguing and cool. And then I watched this uh, show called Drain the Oceans, where they uh, drain the oceans to see what's below it to find out the missions. Not literally, but sort of with CGI and mapping the yeah. ocean floor. And uh, I'm sure it was on there or another show like that I watched. And it was something to do with something in the water that comes from the earth that fucks up the electric, uh, the electromagnetics field or something. So they reckon that's why it fucked up so many of the older planes and things. They literally had a compass on it because all of a sudden your compass just starts spinning. So you don't know where north, south, east or west is. Okay. So then maybe it's like the lots of these things that, that relied on this at the time would get lost. Yeah. Um, but Mary Celeste is still creepy, though. Yeah, it's creepy as shit. Yeah. I remember that was one of the things when I first learned about it. I think I was like 12 or 13. You know, she's just lying in bed, can't get to sleep, she's just thinking about it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be thinking about tonight now. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so I, th- I, I, I find conspiracy theories fascinating. Um and some of them, I'm like, I'm, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory anymore. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen the film Spotlight? No, I haven't even oh, heard of it. Such a good film. It's based on a true story of in the the Boston Globe, the um, newspaper organization, and um, basically, a, someone comes up to them and says that a a priest sexually abused them, and then paid them off 
to not talk about it. Okay. And Boston at the time when it's been investigated, it still is now, but particularly back then, was a very, very Catholic area, particularly in the impoverished areas, because they're very like Irish-Italian in there. Um, and then as they looked into it more, they saw that this wasn't just one case. There was loads of cases of priests sexually abusing children and then the church paying off the victim and their family to sign a disclosure saying they can't talk about it. Yeah. And then what they were doing is they were moving these priests to another church and they were doing it again. And uh, they basically broke it and then it wasn't just Boston, it was all over America, it was all over the world. Um, but I remember being at school and there was conspiracy theories about this shit happening all the time. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, actually, it isn't a conspiracy theory that, that the church were literally doing this. I think a lot of conspiracy theories, not all of them, don't get me wrong, you got shit like the moon landing, people believe that was fake, you got um, flat earthers, um, anti-vaxxers, um, but there's some conspiracy theories that are obviously either leaked out to sort of potentially, like one person knows about it and sort of tries to get it into the public domain. One of the biggest things that I always think about is, um, I say I always think about it, I don't sit at bed thinking, fuck, what about that? Um, but like such a big thing was, Years ago, I think it might have been 2007, uh, Family Guy, sorry, did a joke in which um, Stewie was dared by Chris to run across a garden naked, shouting, help me, I've just escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. And then, obviously, all the recent allegations have come out about him. And it's like, they must have known something. And I actually did a bit of reading um, earlier this afternoon about that. And apparently the Irish knew about it and he he wasn't being hiding in any Irish films because they sort of knew what he was like, and they weren't surprised, like the Irish film industry, not all the Irish people, um, and they weren't surprised about the whole situation. So I think there's a lot of conspiracy theories that sort of people lead into them being conspiracy theories, but actually they're true. We just don't, we just don't have the proof of it yet. Seth MacFarlane does that a lot. There's, a, there's one where he's at, I think, the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. and he basically makes a joke alluding to Harvey Weinstein being a rapist or being like sexually aggressive, whatever you want to call it. Um, and everyone in the crowd, like the Zoom on you, know, like the Matt Damon's, the Will Smith's, whatever, they might not be two of the actors in there, but you know, like big A list actors in yeah. there. And they're all like making this face, like, of inc- you know, like looking incredibly uncomfortable. Oh. And at the time, no one got the joke because the, the, the Weinstein allegations hadn't all come out. But it was like, then when it came out, it's like, well, everyone fucking knew this was going on, but he was just so powerful and big, no one sort of dared. Question Take or, it yeah, on. yeah. So, so like, part of me is like, does this make Seth MacFarlane brave then that he's, you know, he's called out Kevin Spacey and Family Guy, called out Harvey Weinstein and Golden Globes, yeah, well, or does it no make him a coward in... that he was calling out as a joke, but wasn't actually coming out in serious and saying, look, yeah, I, I mean, know actually. this. But then the other argument is, it makes me think he's a coward, Paul. But I'm like, but he's the first one to do it, I guess, or one of the first to do it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And he's trying to do it in, you know, it's still risky, isn't it? I imagine he lost money and opportunities by taking on those people as he did yeah, for a while anyway. Definitely. How interesting, though. But yeah, I find those sort of things really interesting. It's like, yeah, trying to think where the conspiracy theories actually started from. Okay, here's one for you, because I guess this is the OG conspiracy theory mm-hmm. and always will be. Uh, aliens exist. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, same. I, th- I think obviously you know there's more. St- there's that famous thing that there's more stars than there is grains of sand on the earth. So there's no way in this universe there is not aliens in some way, shape, or form. I was going to say an alien could literally be a bit of bacteria from a different planet that is not visible to our naked eye. Okay, to me, an alien would have to constitute as a creature of some sort. Either way, I still think that's possible. Yeah, but 
I'm I'm saying like even at the basic definition of alien, like yeah. So okay, so guess so we both believe that aliens exist. Have they ever come to Earth? Yeah, I think they must have done. Like do well, not necessarily actually, but I feel like the American government somehow are hiding something, especially with Area Fifty One. I don't believe that's where they see. I feel like I'm becoming a conspiracy theorist now. Um, I don't believe that's where they hold up aliens. I feel because it's too obvious. Like, yeah, it's almost like they've leaked this information exactly, so that people, of, if you're looking for aliens, that's where you'd go. Yeah, so, so it's the best form of defense, isn't exactly. it? It's secret, yeah. So secretly, it's probably somewhere else. It's probably like under Disneyland or something like that, like in the most unobvious place in the world. But yeah, I believe that aliens potentially have come to Earth. There you go. Saying you started off this being, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> now you're like, aliens are here. <laughs> That's weird. Like saying I don't believe in conspiracy theories is because I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I almost I, think it's I, true. To think that aliens have visited Earth, I would consider a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but that's the thing, mean. isn't it? What you're saying there is the definition. People who are conspiracy theorists probably don't consider themselves that. Exactly. They consider themselves like truth seekers, don't because, they? Yeah, because like, those who believe that the Earth, flat, Earth is flat, why would they be theorists? They believe that it's flat, and it's flat. Like, it's not a theory in their eyes, it's gospel. That This is what I struggle with, right? Is I don't personally believe that aliens have come to Earth. But I don't think you're an idiot for believing that. Like, I, I, I'm I'm not 100% ruling it out. I just don't think. I think with the way that, you know, you know the way the world is now, someone would have said something and it would have got out. Yeah. Especially in this modern world where everyone's got phones and shit. I also completely get that. But those who do talk about it, they're considered crazy. Yeah, and also there's so many crazy ones, it's hard to find the truth in the crazy, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. But anyway, irregardless, I, I, can, I can, although I don't uh, believe in it, I can appreciate it, if that makes sense. Mm. I find it difficult with conspiracy theorists when we get to level of flat Earth. Yeah. Because just from a logical point of view, and maybe maybe this isn't all flat Earthers, but I had a conversation with one flat Earther who believed that the Earth was flat, obviously. And then I was like, well, what happens when you get to the edge of the, the Earth then? And he said, well, there's like this dome there, and there's loads of like tanks and helicopters and basically military, you know, like, turning you back, killing you, whatever. And I was like, but with all this technology we've got, maybe that would have worked 300 years ago. You know, you sink the ship, who that, you know, no one's going to find out. But how how have we not found out by now? I know. Do you know what I mean? But just logically. I know. I just It just makes no sense. You can physically see the curvature on the Earth if you're looking on the... Well, like the counter the to that was like, it's like a pizza. So you know how a pizza like bubbles up, there's dips and curves and stuff like that. Yeah. I know. Right. So what about people who go to space and literally see the Earth? Like you can only see part my of under- my understand- the country. My understanding is they don't believe we've ever gone to space. Oh, right. There's a great documentary on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. That which, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've only watched a clip of it. Um, so it could be a shit documentary. It could be. It's a great this, clip. This clip is fantastic. It's, I think you've told me about this. I've one. definitely told you about it. But yeah. listen, I might have even discussed it on the podcast before, but I'm going to talk about it again. Um, basically, these flat earthers are all trying to prove that the earth is flat. So they come up with the idea, like obviously these people don't believe in the pizza bubble theory, that um, if they have a load of, so they have a sort of torch and further away, so, sorry, this torch is set to a set height. Further away, they've got like a um, screen with a pinhole in it at the exact height of the um, torch. And then even further than that, they've got like a camera or a mirror or something to catch this um, torch. 
Um, so they're basically saying if they look through the camera, then they'll be able to see the torch on the other side because the Earth is flat because they've done it in such a distance that, yeah, physically will be there. But if they can't see the torch, obviously the curvature of the Earth proves that the Earth isn't flat and it's actually round. And they go to do it and lo and behold, they can't see the um, light and they are so confused. <laughs> do they? I wonder if they end admitting that they were wrong. <laughs> I'd love to find out, but yeah. It's just like this... It's not a theory. It's physical. We've got physical proof of it. People stopped believing in the Earth being flat in like ancient Egypt times, didn't they? Like insanely yeah. long ago. Like how on earth they that we've regressed in human nature to those times is insane. I think the problem that if you're a flat earther, I don't I've... give a shit if I'm insulting you. Stop listening to the podcast. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so fireside chat is where we get rid of golfers, dressagers, <laughs> flat earthers. Pedophiles. That one I'm fine with. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. So Kevin Spacey and Weinstein. <laughs> no, but... Uh, well, I'm going to go even worse than you with flat earthers. I feel like when you get into that level of conspiracy theory... It, it becomes like a madness, like a sickness, like an illness. They sort of believe and they they do everything sort of... I, I think it ignore. really is a rabbit hole. I think the problem is you look at conspiracy theories and you find ones that are a bit fun maybe like I do, like the Mary Celeste. Like, I don't even care if it's real or not. It's a cool story. Let's read more. Then you find ones like, you know, could be true. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, actually, yeah, I'd believe that. Um and then, and then, because you're into them, you're more willing to believe the crazier ones, and you just keep falling down this rabbit hole where you almost don't trust anything but conspiracy theories. Because there's this conspiracy theory about everything. You know what I mean? There's oh, conspiracy yeah. theory that the government are putting things in the water to control our minds. There's things about chemtrails, and all of it's a lot of the conspiracy theories at that level get to this idea of government control that you have no free will. And I think for a lot of people who are unhappy in their lives, conspiracy theories becomes a way to rather than reflect on yourself and go, I need to make changes or I'm not successful because I've not worked hard enough or whatever. It's easy to almost blame. No, it's because people are putting things in water that are meaning that I can't become rich because the rich don't want me to be rich. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like... I feel like it can it, it can become an answer for all your problems if you let it. Yeah, I get what you mean. But I do enjoy some of the fun. I do. Theories. Like I said, I used to have a book on it. It was really good. Yeah. Do, going on my Reddit search, some of, some of the fun ones that I've found are they purposely made the first CGI Sonic look terrible to build publicity and pull off a comeback. I actually think that's true as well. Yeah, that's marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, YouTube ad timers are inaccurate. The last second is always more than one second. Um, I'd, I'd believe that but I feel like yeah. that's easy to prove like surely someone has proved or disproved that yeah Kubrick was hired to fake the moon landing but being such a perfectionist he made them actually go to the moon and film on location <laughs> and then my favourite one not everyone was kung fu fighting nah that's bullshit <laughs> what you think everyone was everybody was kung fu fighting yeah well everyone is at least listened to the song <laughs> yeah so conspiracy theories so my vote for the ones that I believe because, like I say, even though you got me on the aliens, I don't believe it's a theory. I sort of, well, I don't, it is a theory. It's a complete and utter theory, but I don't think it's a con- Actually, no, that is a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. You just don't want to admit it to yourself. I don't. But I think the one I'm going to go with still is still the Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Well, I would like um, people to let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mom and Podcast any fun, cool, conspiracy theories that we should check out and read i'm particularly for me 
I'm thinking anything sort of Mary Celeste. It's a bit like creepy, a bit spooky, but not something that when I Google, I will have to worry the police will come and <laughs> come yeah. crashing in for like, why the fuck are you Googling shit like that, you weirdo? Or you've just uncovered something. Yeah, because what's the one that really like was weird with Justin Bieber? It was called like Pizza something. What the hell are you on about? Type in Justin Bieber Pizza Conspiracy Theory now. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And one of his newer songs, they believe, was him basically trying to tell people about these like satanic sex parties that rich celebrities have to make themselves younger by drinking the brain chemicals of children. Conspiracy theorists believe that the singer is secretly confirming himself as a victim of child sex trafficking due to the song. Yeah, that okay. was a rabbit hole I went through on Twitter once for an hour. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? This is weird as shit. Like, whoever <laughs> made this conspiracy theory needs to be locked up. Really? Is it that bizarre? Well, I just think, yeah, I just think how fucked up you've got to be to even think of this. Well, the websites it's on are absolutely surreal. Yeah. Daily Dot, The Courier Daily. But this like, is they're... the... I read one about, you know, someone who was a Trump supporter. Yeah. And her husband ended up leaving her. And then she basically, I think she went, she, I think she went on the march to Capitol Hill, maybe, and then finally sort of come out of it. And she's in like really severe therapy, and she's like getting a marriage back. And she said it all started with her looking on websites for conspiracy theories, not because she really believed them, just for fun. And then she just went down this rabbit hole, and it just turned to nuts, basically. Yeah. So yeah, you go. Don't go on them. No. Here's, a, here's a conspiracy for you. Don't go on conspiracy theory websites because it will make you crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's conspiracy theories. I think we've talked enough about that now. Yep. Sorry to interrupt, guys. We just have a quick update about our Patreon. If you're enjoying what we're doing here and want to see our podcast grow, you can support from £1 a month. Just head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash mammon or follow the links on Mammon's Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. Thanks. We'll leave you in the capable hands of Mike. And Mike. Bye. Bye. Okay, so the guest topic, which comes from Shauna, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Only a friend of the show. Yeah. Not fiancé to one of the shows. Yeah, and she's a friend. That's a compliment. Yeah, I suppose she is a friend. (laughs) Uh, Friend of the show, Shauna. (laughs) My fiancé, Shauna, a.k.a. a friend of the show, um, asked for our thoughts on Twilight, the book series and film (laughs) series and everything involved. Because she loves it. So this might be really... Uh, what's the word? Short, because I've not watched it and I've not read it, so I honestly can't give any comments. Well, I thought this was a good topic, though, because it's been so popular, particularly at one stage. I feel like everyone's got something to say on it, though. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, have you shit on Twilight in your life, even though oh, you've abso- just admitted you've never watched it? Absolutely. Or it? I talk about the fact that it's um, about a girl who's trying to decide whether she's into um, necrophilia or... Um, yeah. That's all I've said about it in the past. That's all I've talked about. So when I was a youngster and when it all came out, the book series and then the and then the film series, I shit on it because it was just cool to shit on it, I think. Do you know what I mean? If you were a boy, it was just it was like a bit edgy almost to go, Oh yeah, Twilight shit. Can't believe you watched that or or read that. But I'd not actually, like most people who say that, had watched it or read it. So I have since watched all of them with Shauna, mm-hmm. and I have read the first book. Okay. Are you ready for my thoughts and feelings? Yes, go. 
Still not great. <laughs> I was right. But not as totally shit as everyone made out without watching, if you know what I mean. But here's the thing. At least you have every right to be able to say that. So my dad, for example, well, my, me and my dad um, don't really know uh, like the um, royal family. Mm-hmm. But I try to sort of stay away from... Well, I, I get into conversations. I know enough. But my dad's so well read on the royal family because he his opinion is you can't hate something until you truly know about it. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah, and I would agree. Like I did dick on Twilight when it first came out, but I don't think that's the reason I didn't watch it because I'm not exactly one of the I'm not the most macho man or anything like that, as we saw um, from our action films. I haven't watched that many action films or anything like that. Don't mind a good old rom com or a romance film. I just don't think I. It's just not one that intrigued me enough and i think that's honestly the reason i didn't watch it well i'm trying to think so i'm gonna try and give a defense of twilight i guess mm-hmm. because i imagine a lot of our listeners are like shit so films i'll start there um pattinson gives a actually pretty decent performance with the material he's working with yeah genuinely i think he's i think he's a really good actor in everything he's been in robert pattinson i really want to watch that lighthouse of his apparently he's fantastic yeah. in that uh thought he was pretty good um, some of the shots are pretty good in it, you know, from like a cinematography film sort of point of view. Some of when it did the first pretty. one come out? Two thousand seven, might have been mm, later. I'm not sure. Two, I reckon it's before Iron Man. So what? Two thousand five? Oh, I don't know. Two thousand ten? I don't know. Tell me. I'm gonna out. say. I'm gonna say it was before Iron Man, which I feel like two thousand eight. So I'm gonna say two thousand six. It was in two thousand eight, and Iron Man was of course like two thousand eight. By the way. Oh, so the same year, there you go. Yeah, I do know that one for a fact. <laughs> so, that that was okay. From the book's point of view, um, positives. Um, Am I keeping in the dead air? Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you, I guess if you like that, then it's good. I guess if you like sort of the romance angle, you know, it made that sort of love triangle popular. Like, I don't think Hunger Games, for instance, would have been as popular as it was without its love triangle, which I feel like Twilight made it popular. Oh, Hunger Games annoys me. It's, it was, if you re- read the books, it's creepy in the second one. Like, Pe- Peter, like, sneaks into um, Katniss's, like, bunk in the train and just spoons up to her and she wakes up and he's just there. Are you sure that happens? I feel yeah. like, no, Katniss does that to Peter. no. Peter does that to Katniss. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure. I'm 100 percent certain because it was my. I stopped reading because I found the second um, Hunger Games book quite disturbing. I couldn't get behind Peter and Katniss. Oh, I don't remember picking up on that at all. Yeah. Well, you'd definitely hate Twilight then because uh, not Peter. Edward is very controlling. Okay. Like he watches her sleep. He's super creepy about everything. Like. I don't understand. I don't understand how you could be Team Edward when he is an incredibly controlling. I have heard a lot of adults been like, "Well, I'm obviously Team Jacob." And here's a fun fact for you: Did you know what? So someone wrote fan fiction online for Twilight, mm-hmm. and it got turned into a best-selling World book famous series. Yeah, best-selling book series. Yeah, Fifty Shades Grey. Yeah, which is even more disturbing. And so poorly written from a technical standpoint. Yeah. So that's another reason to hate Twilight. So I think the positives are, though, I love supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, it's cool in the sense it's got vampires, it's got werewolves. And I really like the concept that, like, every vampire, when they get turned, end up with a special ability. Okay, is that why Robert Pattinson sparkles? No, they all sparkle in the sunlight. Oh, okay. But, like, Robert Pattinson can read people's or hear people's thoughts. Mm. And that's one of the reasons he falls in love with Bella is because she's the first person he's ever met whose thoughts he can't read. So that's the reason he's so intrigued by her. Okay. And then there's another one that can, like, see visions of the future. Uh, there's another one that can... Um, I can't remember. But I like that con. Like, that's quite original, I feel like. You know, in a vampire story, that's quite original and quite cool. Yeah. I do think for a sort of vampire, there's not been a... Well, as far as I'm aware, a story about a person falling in love, well, with both a vampire and a werewolf. Like, that's a very unique concept. Yeah, you've taken the idea of a love triangle, which is quite cliche in romantic films yeah, slash and books. and put a proper supernatural twist on it. Yeah, you've taken that sort of pride and prejudice to the two men hate each other, but you've given them the reason of they come from the opposite sort of supernatural clans, you know, the clans yeah. that typically hate each other. Oh my God, is Bridget Jones's diary, like, um, yeah. pride and prejudice? Not, yeah. No, I don't know. that, no. She literally calls one of them Mr. Darcy. Of course she does, yeah. How did I not realise that? Anyway. <laughs> and at one point, in big letters, it says in the middle, this is based on Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> right, just, just so you're aware, guys. Um, there are some weird plot points that I find about, a bit disturbing about Twilight that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like he breaks her during sex. <laughs> Fucking hell, what a seems... way to phrase that, mate. Jesus Christ. What does he not? What with, yeah, because he's got a massive knob. I wouldn't put it that way, though. Jesus. And this podcast got crude. <laughs> Sorry, but you saying, I know he breaks it. <laughs> That's the way I've read it on the internet. <laughs> um, but the one that I do find disturbing, and you might be able to give an explanation behind this, and spoiler... The spoiler, pedophile baby thing. Yeah, for those who haven't um, watched or read the film franchise, this is quite... Because I think it's in the final one, isn't it? Yeah, me and Sean are arguing about this all the time. So basically, Jacob falls in love with Bella and Edward's baby. Yeah. Who also ages very quickly. Yeah, but not that quickly. Okay, so it's like even it's, more disturbing. The baby's still like 11 or something when the film ends. Okay. Or oh, slash book. Um, basically, werewolves can imprint on their soulmates. Okay. Which means they love them for the rest of their lives. So like, mm. in it, there's a couple, there's a werewolf couple that imprint. And that's it. They're just. I think one of the, one of the guys is like a girlfriend who he loves and genuinely, you know, he's in love with. But then he imprints on another girl, so he leaves her for her. And it's like everyone's like, well, it's sort of not his fault because when they imprint, it's not like humans. Like this is it. That is just love forever. They're like coupled up forever, and they can't help it. And Jacob imprints on their baby. And now the argument is the way it's explained in the book and film is that when you imprint, the love isn't necessarily sexual. Like. Jacob will be whatever that girl needs them to be, whether that be like a second father, a best friend, a big brother. But as like, but if then that girl grows up and is like, oh, actually, I love you now. Will he like be in love with her? And he's like, she's like, yeah. I was like, mm, that's grooming. Yeah, he's that's got like, her up to fall in love with him. You you can't have sex with a girl who's arsey wiped, no matter how quick she grows up. To me, that is yeah. weird as fuck. Yeah. So you don't agree with this plotline. There's a lot I don't agree with Twilight, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I do think it's maybe not as bad 
as people thought. I think actually there's some things that are worse if people watch and read it than they actually thought and they just said they hate it. The but other thing that... I'm aware of, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. um, although I'm pretty sure I've watched this clip actually because it was a pretty good battle. The battle at the end turns out to be like a vision and yeah, and not actually yeah. So true. so one of the vampires can like predict the future, see the future, whatever. So basically, it's almost like a game of maybe not chess, but basically he works out that he would win, but he would lose loads of his family through this battle. So in the end decides, fuck it, I won't have this battle because I know how it's going to go. Well, it seems almost like a massive cop-out. Yeah, and it's quite cool because like I said, you know, the vampires have like powers. Like one of them can like move the earth or some shit, like pick rocks up out the ground and throw them. No, (laughs) like he can just with his mind pick like rocks out the ground and throw them with his like mind okay. so like you see all these vampires with these cool powers doing shit and the werewolves killing people and then all of it means the stakes weren't real so everything you saw was nothing so actually what really happened is they stared at each other and then the bad guy who'd been building up from the second book mm-hmm. was like nah <laughs> actually nah you're all right i'll let you live you're 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 cool now and it was like well what was the point in all this drama you've built all? yeah yeah i don't like that i don't like a film that's sort of builds up this massive concept and then actually doesn't do anything with it. Yeah, but I guess my last thing that I'd say about Twilight. Um, thoughts on Twilight. It's not for me, but it's not as bad as I feel like I thought it was when I was a teenager trying to act cool by hating on it. However, and this is my big thing, Shauna watches Twilight every, I'd say, th- twice a year at least. Mm. If it makes you happy, who the fuck, you know, gives a shit. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um... You know, it's not hurting anyone if it makes you happy. And and what I love is I absolutely love fantasy. And Twilight was a gateway drug for a lot of young people into the world of fantasy. Oh, yeah. It's so they read Twilight. Like that fantasy book, isn't it? Exactly. And then they went on to sort of better books, you know. And I feel like that's what it was for, for a lot of people. It was a way to get them into reading or into fantasy or into that sort of supernatural genre. So with me, I'm happy that it exists even if I think some of it is at best questionable, at worst, creepy as fuck. Yeah, I think that's a good review. I Like I said, I can't actually review it. I'm not going to review it because it's not fair to review it. I feel, like for our next fireside, I feel like then for our next Fireside Chats, you need to watch the first film. I can attempt it. And if you do, I'll send you a link to this guy who does an Instagram who mm. shows a scene of Bella's acting, not Be- well... Not Bella, the character Bella. Yeah, that's right. And uh, he copied, he copied her, her like how she you know did that that scene or thing, and like her acting is so bad in it. Like, oh yeah. Honest. And like the other thing as well, you know, in the book, Bella's not that awkward. In fact, she's quite witty at times. She's quite confident. I would say I actually much preferred the book to the film. Much preferred. Okay. And um, she, yeah, she's not that awkward. I'd first watched the films, I think, before I'd read the... Yeah, must have done, before I'd um, read the first book. And she comes off really awkward and weird. And I thought, well, that must just be... I just didn't assume she was a shit actress. I just assumed it was, you know, that that was the character she was trying to portray. That was how it was meant to be. And then I read the book, I was like, no, she's a shit actor. I've got no defence on Kristen Stewart. She is, like, I've not seen anything good. No. I Remember feel like she. If there's anything good she has been in. Do you know what? I do feel like she's got a good role in her. Yeah, but it's just not come yet, has it? A bit like Michael Cera. If you, maybe if you get one that's closer to her actual personality, so she doesn't have to try so hard. Actively. Yeah, because that's where he excels, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if that was the result you was looking for, Shauna. 
I think it's an interesting topic, though, isn't it? Because you you get you get the two extremes, don't you? You get Camp Twilight. I think they call themselves Twihards. Okay. Where they like love it, and then you get the other camp, which I feel like was a lot of like teenage me. I fucking hate Twilight. It's awful, but not actually watched or read it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like, feel, I said, like I said, quote my dad again, you can't hate on something if you don't truly know know about it. Exactly that. So yeah, I will attempt to watch Twilight and then give a nice review. Yeah, for the point. next Fireside Chats, I think I'll like that. Yeah. So, we hope you enjoyed our first Fireside Chats. Please uh, leave a comment slash a vote on Mamon Podcast on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook and let us know, are there any conspiracy theories you think it's worth us checking out? Uh, is there a worse sport that we've missed out? And what are your thoughts on Twilight? Yeah. Um, and if there's any questions that you wish for us to talk about in uh, the final section of the show, email them in to atmamonpodcast at hotmail.com and we'll have a go at answering them. Or DM us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Slide into our DMs. Slide we in. <laughs> you sounded bad. I don't know how to explain that slide in that you just said then. <laughs> it was well, it's so- sexual or it, it was some it was like fifteen percent sexual and then seventy five percent like you were telling me to charge on horseback into battle. <laughs> <laughs> slide in. Really <laughs> going for it. <laughs> no, we thank uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to the first fireside chat and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with the next one. And, and there's our subtitle for it. Fireside Chats, 15% sexual, 75% sending me off to war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, see you all next week. We hope you enjoyed. And our next upload will be... Come on, you got it wrong last week. See if you can get it right this week. In review. Yes. What As we, we talk about the first Fast and the Furious and the Fast... Uh, franchise and each week well each in review we'll be watching another uh, film in the series and then when ranking the review uh, reordering it where they come yes i feel like in review is not that hard to explain but i butcher its explanation each time make it sound much more complicated than actually yes right we watch a film each week and rank it there you go done yeah rank out of five well yeah we watch we watch a film franchise and rank the top five but each week it's a new film. We don't do the whole yeah. film series in one episode. Yeah. But it's, it's not that complicated. Just listen next week. Even if you've never watched Fast and Furious, we give a rundown of the film and you can watch along or listen along to find out the plot. Do you know, just just, just listen to it and you'll know. You'll yeah. get it. Yeah. It'll make sense. Yeah. Like I said, uh, we've become really popular, uh, really professional in this break. So uh... Our endings are seamless now. <laughs> right. We will see you all next week. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. And stop record.